Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship. And the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hey everyone, Lindsay and I are very excited to announce that we are currently prepping a brand new video series. This series is for the parents frustrated by navigating the emotional roller coaster of their children. So many times we hear my kid goes from zero to 60 so quick, there's nothing I can do and I'm not sure how to handle it. Well, this video series is for you. We're going to walk through what it is to have this type of emotional experience and when to offer compassion, connection, and support. We're also going to walk you through skills to teach yourself and your children to help you manage these emotions. If you want to be the first to know when this comes out, very soon. Check out the link in our show notes to sign up for that newsletter. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Mindful as a Mother. This is Paige and Lindsay, and we're here discussing quadrants. If you haven't yet, please go back and listen to our last episode because we do a whole introduction on what the solvent grid is, the different colors, and what the colors mean, and assigning tasks. So I'm just going to recap really fast if you maybe listened to last week's episode and so you have the basis, but you just need a quick reminder. Um, this will not be more than a quick reminder. So if you did not listen to last week, it is really important, like Paige said, to go back and listen to last week. So red are the things that we use emotionality to motivate us to do and they are, drain our battery really quickly. Yellow are the tasks that are not fun and there's like not really emotionality tied to them, like paying bills or turning phone calls, texts. Green are the things that are fun and fulfilling. They charge our battery really quickly. It it's like brings us back to our values. She says that in the book, Tomorrow Rossier. That's the book we're talking about in the podcast this season. Um, your brain's not broken. And green is like the things that bring us back to our values. So like quality time with friends and family, activities that are maybe really fulfilling for you. And then blue is the fun activities that aren't really emotionally stimulating. So this is maybe like scrolling, taking a bath, taking a nap, watching Netflix. And those things are good in moderation, but if we do too much, it can actually make it harder to motivate ourselves later. Yeah, and hopefully last week helped you guys just get your brain rolling on, okay, what would some of these tasks be for me? What are some of my red, yellow, green, blue things in life? Um, and if it has, I'm hoping you documented that somewhere because we are going to be creating a plan. That's why it's called the Silvet Grid on giving tips and understanding of how to use those different colors and quadrants to understand how you're existing in the world, how it's impacting you emotionally, ADHD symptoms, and then how to work through that to live a healthier existence. Yeah. And just being aware of what task, what category each task falls into is the first step. And I'm just going to walk you through a few questions that can help you identify that. So the first one is, is it fun or not fun? Uh, Mm -hmm. Returning, or do you find it fun? And remember, this will be different for every single person. Let's play a game. Okay. Fun or not fun? Those are your answers. Okay. Okay. Give me something. Doing dishes. Meh, depends. That is not an answer. Sorry, it depends on the day. Okay. 
Laundry uh, is not fun. I'll tell you. What about laundry for you? Mopping. Uh, not fun. Uh, laundry is fun for me. Putting away clothes. Not fun. Um, swimming. Fun. Oh, okay. Hmm, petting a dog. Fun. Oh, okay. What about you? Petting a dog. Eh. Really? Yeah. And you're like a dog person. Yeah. I prefer a dog. To a cat? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Seeing cows. Fun. Okay. Always fun. Yeah, hey, fun. Um, <laughs> any kind of like warm body of water, immediate fun, fun for me. <laughs> We're staying by hot springs. Um, okay. Going out to eat. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite And things. for me, that's like not really like that can be like a not fun thing depending on like the place and situation. I feel like mine vary based like day to day. I don't have a ton of consistent ones. And I think that it's good to acknowledge that like these can change. Yeah. It is. But that is not how we play the game. Yeah. Uh, vacuuming. Fun. Fun. I agree. Oh. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Sweeping. It depends on my mood. Okay. Um, talking to your billing company. Not fun. <laughs> I hope no one listens. I don't know how they would find me, but... Recording podcasts. Fun. Okay, prepping for a podcast. Not fun. Yes, that I agree. That is absolute yellow for me, which means I put it off to the last minute. <gasps> yes. We both do the same thing. Every trip we come on, this is a behind the scenes. This is exclusive TMZ shit right here. So um, we... We always talk about like we have our meet our weekly meetings on Tuesdays. We mm-hmm. meet, we like go over our plan. Paige keeps me from picking dandelions and doing cartwheels in the outfield. And this week she was like, "This happens every time." Though she's like, "Let's prepare. Let's blah 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 blah. These are chapters. This is what we're gonna do." She like breaks it down for me, tells me what I need to do. We literally <laughs> get here and we're both like, "I need a minute." And we sit down and we prepare right before because we have to wait for that deadline. Like we got, we yeah. we need that motivation. Yes, and sometimes I can use some of the tips we'll talk about to work through it systematically. But both of us, unknown to the other, downloaded the audible portion of this book to listen to it on our three-hour yeah, drive. drive. <laughs> yeah, because we were like, I was like, I cannot, I, I don't know. I Sometimes I, like, I'm fine to sit and read and, like, map stuff out, and sometimes I'm just not. But I think, I don't know, there's something about, like, the planning and organizing piece that's really tricky for me. Where the first tip might be that, like, using other people to, like, body doubling type stuff, if you're familiar with that, to motivate you to do maybe some of the yellow tasks. So something that Paige and I do is, like, once we're in the same room, we don't even talk, guys. Like, we both (laughs) sit down, we open our notebooks, we're on our phones, we're, like, reviewing the stuff, we're taking our notes, and then we talk to, like, prep the episode. But we just kind of have to be in each other's, like, energy and space to be able to get to that motivated point. And so mm-hmm. if there are things like for yard work, um, if Tim and I go out together, I'm a thousand times more motivated than if I'm out there alone. Mm-hmm. Bodily doubling is something that's gaining a lot of traction on social media too um, right now. So if you're on TikTok, I'm sure there's the whole hashtag algorithm on body doubling in neurodivergent talk all over the place. But they actually have some people that go on live and do live body doubling. They're like, I'm gonna clean my kitchen, so clean your kitchen with me. And you'll, I was shocked at how much more motivation it gives me to just body double. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say, so like my, our family just like comes to our house sometimes. 
Um, it's not like planned or whatever. Fun or not fun? Uh, depends on the person. <laughs> don't answer that. They're listening. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know if, if anyone follows me on Instagram. I got a new door sign that says like welcome-ish. And then it says <laughs> depends who you are and how long you stay. And that there's nothing been more true in my life than that. So, but if someone stops by and it's a, a fun person, like then I... It's not even that I feel like shame like I need to clean, but like I can chat with them while I'm cleaning my kitchen and it like motivates me to do that. Yeah. I used to get together with one of my friends and do homework in the same room together Mm -hmm. to get through my grad school. I'd be like, you can sit and watch TV. You can eat snacks. You can live your best life. Like I can't talk. Like we don't, don't talk to me. Let's not talk (laughs) because I need to do this homework, but I just need someone in the same space. Yeah. Yeah. And so recognizing that and how that can be helpful, um, in my office, what I'll do with these yellow tasks, like, um, returning phone calls, doing like billing reports, doing notes is that's like the only time I keep my door open and it's, and I put my headphones in and no one really bugs me. Um, but it's just like, I just need like to hear other people working or sometimes if someone like there's other like she calls them assistants. I don't know. There's other employees that like work in the office. They're not my employees, but, um, and, but I'll chat with them sometimes while they're like out in the waiting room and I'm in my office and I'm doing documentation. And that's super helpful for me because it, it's that body, body doubling piece. Yes. Something that we touched on last week that helps me with the yellow is being aware of my high energy points throughout a day. So not yeah. only do I have high energy and low energy in life, but to be more complicated and magical, I have them in the day. And if you're a female, <laughs> you have them based on your cycle too. Yes. So that that's another, um, like ADHD and the cycle, like we could, we maybe just need to do a whole episode yeah multiple yeah (laughs) maybe multiple on that but and we'll do that eventually but just being right that's who we had yeah Yeah, she did like a guest class for us in our facebook yeah and it was really helpful Mm -hmm. but and then also there's um i'll have to find her name but there's a creator that i'm she's my instagram friend we talk now i don't know i we follow we're, each other we're friends we're friends right we're, we're cool friends but she um talks about specifically adhd in women and the menstrual cycle and how so because yes. men the world is based on uh now i'm on a tangent on a 24 hour um hormone cycle because that's what men work off of because the world's based yeah. on men guys if you haven't noticed um so yeah taking that into account, like scheduling, I, I try and schedule my life more in tune with my menstrual cycle now. And it's really changed the game for me, like in how productive I can be yeah. and like things like that. So look into that. We'll dive into All that. All the new research coming out around women's cycles. And even if you don't have a cycle, you still have hormone fluctuations. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading a book right now all about that too. So let's get that person on our podcast. Are you reading Woman Code? No. What are you reading? I'm reading Fast Like a Girl. Oh, I'll have to read that. Yes. Okay. Um, but it's, Woman Code is also really good. It explains different like phases in your cycle and like what you should eat at each phase. Yeah. That's what this one does too. Oh, it's oh. probably like. Probably the same thing. author. Yeah. This We're the same person. It's fine. So those are things that you can take into account, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, but, and Paige and I, sometimes I think we're just so in tune with each other that we don't realize we're doing this. Like she showed up and, um. Did I say it in this episode or last episode? We took a nap when we got here. And um, then we woke up and she's like, let's do the episodes that require the most planning and most energy from us first because that's where our energy is. And we're like, yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Let's do that. We're both 
very in tune with our energy levels, I think, which is mm-hmm. nice. And so this is what's different between us. I am very much a morning person. So my most productive and energetic periods of time happen from like 7 a.m., 6.30, my body will automatically just wake up and live its best life until about 2 p.m. Um, so if I have to get some of these yellow tasks done, I try to get as many of them done as possible within that window of like 7 to 10 a.m. Mine, I have to be like fully alert. So if I get a good night's sleep and if I can get up by like 6.30, then my brain's fully awake by eight and then eight to 12 or one is like mm-hmm. my window sometimes two or three yeah and i have sessions in my office at 7 30 in the morning because i'm up i'm at it we're here you would not catch me <laughs> you will never catch me at a 7 a.m session in my life <laughs> so that's one big thing that differs with those individualized like energy levels so with yellow tasks things that i feel like are just going to take a lot for me to use that executive function, I I try to get them in my higher energy points of the day. What's your lowest energy point of the day? From about 2 o'clock to 3.30, almost 4 o'clock. Yeah, mine too. Mm-hmm. And, and it really depends on like sleep for me. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't get a good night's sleep and I don't have a flexible schedule, 2 to 4.30 are the times where I'm most likely to be like trying to keep my eyes open during a session. Yes, absolutely. I agree. And that's most often in the day when I will allow myself to take a nap, Mm -hmm. which is a blue hack for me. So if I'm pushing myself later in the day and I'm feeling really tired, I let myself take a nap, 15, 20 minute nap, and then I'm re-energized again. Yeah. Okay, so next question to figure out where something is. What is the emotional stimulation level? Like, does it require a lot of emotion or create a lot of emotion? So that's where you have your red, which is like high emotionality in more of a fight or flight negative-ish type of way to motivate you. And -hmm. green is like positive, joyful emotions, um, connecting emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So red would be anything where you're having high emotional responses and emotional reactivity Mm -hmm. honestly so i used to get really um i would procrastinate to the very last minute of a deadline and then i'd get so annoyed like angry that i'm having to do the stupid thing i'm like i just have to finish the stupid thing it's a stupid midnight i'm angry right that's a red for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) same thing like i procrastinate something or i um put it off and then I like externalize my anger like mm-hmm. at people around me or if like I put something off to the last minute and then my day doesn't go as planned or someone interrupts me then it's all their fault when really it's it's my fault yes. yeah yeah uh, and I would like to point out that sometimes you get joy in the red zone like you do because you get a dopamine hit from what feels like productivity or getting the thing done even though you used emotionality to motivate yourself so sometimes that is like that constant busyness is a big example she uses in the book like the back to back to back to back to back where you feel like you're rushing from one thing to the next like that is a type of emotionality where you're using and existing in the red zone yes and um if you come from a chaotic childhood um that can feel like home to you Mm mm-hmm And you will burn out eventually, but it can feel safe and feel like home and how it's supposed to be. Yeah. 
the next one is, is it energizing or not? So (laughs) the things that are energizing are like your green and blue. We have like our fast charger, which is the green stuff, the stuff that's really energizing really quickly and sustainable. And then we have the blue, which is like, it gives you a little bit of energy, but it maybe doesn't last a long time. And then the stuff that drains you is going to be your red and yellow. Red's going to drain you the most, but Mm -hmm. most people think it's the yellow. Yeah, most people will because we have difficulty perceiving the amount of energy something will take. Like texting someone? Like texting, calling them back, listening to the transcript, reading, Medicaid billing policy. Oh, no. (laughs) So we have difficulty, and this is one of those things where, like, I really sometimes... um, doing the dishes is a yellow task for me and so what I do to overcome some of that time blindness is I set like a timer not that I'm timing myself but a stopwatch that's better so I can actually gauge how much time this task is taking me and so that way I can remind myself the next time I'm going to fill the dishwasher like oh it took five minutes or less and I'm usually surprised by how little time it takes so yellow is like not very draining and pretty boring not like emotionally stimulating Mm -hmm. which because it doesn't have a lot of interest that's why so many of those malicious motivation pieces come into play yeah and I think setting up rewards for yourself whether it's during the activity like Mm -hmm. listening to music um, watching a show during that can be really helpful to keep you and get you motivated before it moves to a red task. Because these are the tasks. These yellow tasks are things that eventually will have consequences if you don't do them. And they will become red eventually yeah. at some point, right? And so using positive motivating things before it becomes a red. I had a point, but then I forgot it. Like another point to that. Yeah. Think of red like sprinting. Because you're using as much energy in a small amount of time as possible. Like, that's what red is. They're like little burst, 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 burst. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so much more draining than like a slow, steady jog. Yeah, and I like to, for me with yellow, it's just about getting started. Yeah. And so for some people, they like can like set a timer and they get into a flow state. And then when the timer's up, they're able to just keep going. For me, it's usually like I just need to find a way to get myself started. So it's like I'm going to do the dishes and then I'm going to allow myself to rest. And maybe I will rest, but then it's like usually I'm up more quickly and I'll switch the laundry or I'll do something else mm-hmm. to get myself. Switching laundry is a yellow for me too. It's like switching it. Yeah, switching it, it's folding just it, putting, putting it, it away. away. It's just putting it away for me. Like I love starting it, switching it, folding it. So I think some of it too has to do with the time of day I do things at and like needing, like having systems in place to make sure that I get the yellow stuff done Mm -hmm. has been really helpful. Yes. So when I'm thinking of our malicious motivators, yes, we use that high intensity emotionality in red, but I think a lot of the motivation murderers show up in yellow Mm -hmm. and then yellow progresses to red. It just does because it's like, well, we can't. We're not using any other hacks or workarounds to kind of piece it out. And so I love the timer hack where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it for 20 minutes. And then at the end of the 20 minutes, giving myself permission to stop if I don't like it. So here's a a thing that's awful. I have eight clinical assessments to write. Eight of them. You don't even want to know how many I have. I have been procrastinating them in the last two weeks. I have eight clinical assessments. And... It's a yellow for me 
I just don't like writing assessments. I don't like having to make clinical jargon and like justification for all the things of blah, blah, blah. Like if I could, I would just like not do that part of the job. So what I do is now I'm piecing them out. So I'm like, okay, every day I'll do 30 minutes and get two clinical assessments done. And then in like four or five days, they'll all be done. Mm-hmm. But that way it feels more reasonable and then I don't feel like I'm trapped. <laughs> yeah. And I was just thinking about what you said about the red tasks. And I think for me, the red shows up for me more when I don't have the capacity to do the thing mm. either. Or I haven't planned well enough or I haven't used a skill or a motivator, a positive motivator in yellow. And so the red shows up. Um, and that's when I really need to evaluate, like, do I actually need to do this task right now? Like... And if I don't, is there a way I can like reset before I try and do the task? And that's like a nervous system regulating thing, right? So like say I've waited till the last minute to pack for my camping trip. I've never done that before. Just kidding. And <laughs> um, instead of feeling like I need to do it all right now, the night, um, the night before, right? Yeah. Like to be totally ready in the morning. I did a few things this past camping trip because I still procrastinated, but I didn't get into fight or flight. So I think this is an important thing because yes. you're still going to do these things, but it's not like once you're in the red, you're stuck there. You still have control over like, I'm in the red and I can walk myself out of this. Yeah. So I talked to Tim and I said, listen, I am very overwhelmed with like my, and we kind of split up the duties. Like he does the, the trailer, like getting the trailer ready and like making sure axles are greased. I don't even know what the hell that means, but it's just, a, you know, it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. So I was like, I'm really struggling and I need help. And he's the kind where he's like, okay, well, like his part's was done so he was like well we can just do it in the morning and I was like listen if we do it in the morning because I have the self-awareness I'm going to be and then I said you know what happens every time we go camping right I do it in the morning and what happens he's like you tell me you want a divorce and I was like exactly so because I just get so intense and it it's not like a serious thing but it's just like a we fight because I am on 10 and there's no reasoning with me yeah so I was like, can you please help me? I elicited support like the night before. Can you please help me get a few things prepped? We don't have to do all of it tonight. And that was me being realistic with myself. Because normally I'd be like, okay, we got to do all of it tonight. So tomorrow morning's not stressful. Yes. It's like, no, I can space this out. Like, what can I do tonight to make this morning or the morning easier? So we were like, okay, well, we need to make sure the laundry's done and pack the kids. And we need to like get the food prepped and like together so he was like okay you get the food prepped and together and I'll start folding laundry and then we can go through and pack the kids while we watch our show tonight Mm -hmm. and it worked out perfectly but it was like because I had recognized that this is my typical situation where I become um possessed by a demon (laughs) I need to do something differently and it doesn't mean I necessarily don't have the ADHD symptoms or I don't procrastinate it just means that when I know that I'm going to be read or I feel myself slipping into that I can back out of it now so I just wanted to like make that point that like just because it's red doesn't mean it's always got to be red or that you can't rewind yes it's examining underlying beliefs yeah I did the same thing with our trip for podcast night And so earlier in the week, I have this weird thing where, like, for some reason, before I travel, I have to clean my whole house. Me too. Me too. All the laundry. Like, childhood trauma. Anyway, so I was like, do I need to clean this whole house? Like, on Wednesday, I was like, does the whole house need to be clean before I leave? It doesn't. Like, that underlying belief I have 
is false. Mm -hmm. That isn't a necessity for what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So even though it gave me a little bit of anxiety to not do it, I didn't do it because I knew that if I tried to force that in on top of everything else I was preparing, then I would be operating in the red. Mm -hmm. And then I would be here. Another one was... um, Like last night, I, this is just like a trigger warning for resources, I suppose. Um, So last night, instead of trying to make dinner, I let the kids pick what they wanted for dinner and I bought it because then I had that time to pack my clothes, Mm -hmm. prep the stuff I needed because I was also really tired and knew I needed to sleep. Mm -hmm. So it really was... A, am I going to put in all the time and energy and effort into making dinner and then cleaning the whole kitchen? Or will I buy dinner tonight to feed my family and then put that time and energy into preparing the things I know that are going to put me in the red tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I do that on Tuesday nights. So Tuesdays are gymnastics night. And the only class I could get them into is like the five to six class. So it's like I get off work at four. I've got to get them, get them ready, get them to gym. And then by the time we get home at six and everybody's hungry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, if I haven't either planned like some crockpot situation, like there's not time to even figure that out. So like we've designated that as like our fast food night. So now it's nice because then there's not this feeling of I have to cook a whole meal and I'm in the red because I'm already hungry. Hunger will put you in the red. If you're not fed, rested, got some sunlight, got some movement, like you will go into the red. So it it, it does help to be aware of and think about these things. And that's the whole purpose of this episode, right? Is so that you can help identify what tasks generally go in what quadrant for you. Yes. I also, I want to ask you. Yeah. What kind of physiological, so like physical symptoms, can you associate with each quadrant? Because I feel like that is also a really big tell of like, is this task, how does this task make me feel? Like, what's happening in my body? And that lets you know what quadrant it exists in. So for me, red is like irritated, annoyed, angry, overstimulated. Um, Yellow is like avoidant, um, maybe like disconnected. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't think of like the feeling or physical sensation that would maybe come with that. But do you have one for yellow? Um, yeah, just like pushback, I think. It's like, I feel like there's like, I don't know if resistance is the right word. That's what I'm thinking. Avoidance, yeah. Yeah, it's just like pushback. Um, And we can get into that more when we're talking about kids, maybe seeing what tasks are in their quadrants. But if I'm, if I am rebelling against myself, if I'm being really defiant against like whatever structure or plans I have, that lets me know that this is a yellow task. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's something that is difficult for me to motivate myself to do, and I don't like doing it. And why? Like why? And mm-hmm. what can I do? Mm-hmm. And I think red, a big one for red, for me was like fatigue. That lets me know that I've been doing a lot of tasks in the red. I'm chronically fatigued. Yeah. So I also get that in red and I get that in blue. Like I think it, blue is a result of me being in red, red. too long. Yeah. Because um, sometimes blue can be fine. Um, but sometimes it's like... A, blue is like... So red fatigue is like I need to stop and rest. Mm-hmm. Or like I go full on burnout. But like blue fatigue is like... It's hard to get up and do 
anything. Yeah. Just it's like that. That is burnout. Yeah. It's like that feeling of like, and I feel like burnout fatigue and depression fatigue can feel very similar, right? Like it's that I feel like I am walking in quicksand to do anything. Yes. Yes. And I, when I think about how I exist in the world on blue, when I've hit blue, it's like I'm power napping on the couch while Netflix is running in the background. Like, that's really what it is. And, like, I have a list of things I know need to get done or I feel like I need to do, but I cannot do them. Do you think blue is what we call, like, hermit mode to each other? Yeah. Because we've gone too hard for too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and definitely, like, back to, like, the cycle thing. At like my luteal phase and when I'm menstruating, like definitely there's lots of blue there. It's mm-hmm. just it ebbs and flows. Yes, yeah. yeah. And then green's like energizing. Yes. So another one red for me. I was thinking a classic example was I had a supervisor when I worked at a mental health agency, and I was like working like sixty hours a week, which is definitely a red like a way of life. But we have. Along, we had one of those Monday holidays, and I got sick, and then I had to call out for the rest of the week. And my supervisor was like, "Yep, Paige is the first one to let you know that if she has an extra day off, she'll end up sick." And it's because once you stop, once I stop, my body is like, "This is why people get sick, sick after Christmas. Yeah. Everyone gets sick during Christmas or after because they completely burn out." Yeah, you're like, go, and then go, they're go, down. go. And if you think about it, when you're fighting for your life, you're not focused on being sick. Thirsty, hungry, nothing. So when you are operating in red consistently, it's like you're fighting for your life. And then when you finally slow down, all these other... It all catches up. Things come back into your awareness. And that's my first sign usually that like... Because sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm not stressed. I'm not in the red. And it's just me lying to myself, to be honest with you. (laughs) But, um, But when I start to feel sick, that's the first sign like, oh, I've been doing too much. Because I don't get sick until I am like burnt out yeah your body's forcing you to slow down yeah well and i was thinking about another symptom in our lives could be how it damages or impacts the relationships with the people around us Mm -hmm. if we're in red we are living a red life like constantly pushing constantly going Mm -hmm. that impacts the people in our life too like because of we are emotionally reactive that's another one that's another factor where i'm like i've been doing red for too long i'm like fly off the handle i'm really like short fused yeah and for me it's like i don't when if i get in the red for a couple days i'll be like when was the last time i had a a conversation with my kids where i was like present yeah oh shit and that then i'm like Like oh shit yeah yeah in parenting yeah or in my marriage right like my marriage because my marriage is always sorry tim the first thing to go i feel like um when when (laughs) i'm in that place or okay my friendships are always the very first thing to go but then like it's always tim because i feel like the kids are such a priority and like such a forefront and i focus on that more Mm -hmm. that sometimes i'll have to be like when was the last time Tim and I had a conversation that wasn't about logistics? Yeah, like communicating schedules and navigating. And we like, work really well in that space, and there's not conflict in that space. And we both get into the space where we're so focused on the kids or our careers that sometimes we'll be like, when was the last time we went on a date? 
Yeah. Or, or like, like spent time together. Yeah. Or yeah. like, and, and even watching a show, that's, that's like a, a blue activity, a blue green, depending on the show. But like, if we're more disconnected, it can be more of a blue because we're not like communicating yeah, or connecting. Yeah, because you're disconnected. Yeah. It's about that. Yeah. That we're sitting in the same room. Emotional intimacy. Yeah. But, it, and so what I've noticed, like marriage tip is like, if we're in that space, we normally sit, like he sits in his chair and I sit in my spot on the couch. Um, but I've tried to make an effort when I know that we've been disconnected to try and sit on the couch together. Cause even if like we're sitting, like we're touching, yeah. like that helps so much. So it's like, maybe I don't have the energy in this space to like be emotionally present and like have a conversation, but like I can put my leg on you and like, yeah, you can connect yeah. physical intimacy and that's too, like a green. a green. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking is sometimes we don't, we can't tell we're living in the red for so long, but we can see that people we care about are impacted or the relationships mm-hmm. we have with other people are impacted. And that's our cue of like, I have been living in the red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. My last tip for this episode is to stack your schedule in a way if you can. So like I wake up in the morning, I think about what's my gas tank feeling like today. Being self-employed is a dream because there's very few deadlines. And if I miss them, <laughs> yeah. most people don't care. Um, so I'll think, okay, what's my schedule like today? What do I have to do? How am I feeling? And then I can avoid being in the red as much as possible. And I can look at what has to get done today. What is the best time of day to do those things I have to do for my energy level? So like the the things that can't budge are like my client sessions. Those are scheduled, right? And so that is like, first priority is like time and attention and energy to my kids. Second priority is like my clients. And then after that, I can kind of fill in and I can like, move things around, take things off. I'm not feeling that today. Or maybe, and even maybe I'll get to three o'clock and that was my hour to do documentation. It's like, I'm not feeling that. Maybe I need to do something else during that time. Yeah. Well, and once you can categorize tasks, this is something that Tamara, Dr. Tamara, talks about in the book is categorizing your tasks. So when you create your how-to or to-do list for the day, you can see what quadrants you have listed and you can right there be proactive and adding green or adding blue because you need to establish more balance yeah yeah and um green is something green and blue are things that people struggle with and experience a lot of shame around Mm -hmm. because it's like resting relaxation not being productive and so if you're that person i would highly highly encourage you to be scheduling those times into your day make them non-negotiable make them a part of your routine um the way i talk about it and what i call it is like i have nervous system supporting things throughout my day and it's different degrees like maybe it's like a five minute meditation or it's a 30 minute nap or it's a bath or it's hanging out with like the kids going on a walk right so just trying to find things to sprinkle throughout your day to kind Mm -hmm. of keep you going energy wise is really helpful yeah for your nervous system. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll talk kids next week. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for coming to Mindful as a Mother podcast. If you'd like more of us and Mindful as a Mother, you can find Paige at Instagram at Parenting with Paige and Lindsay at Linz underscore Adams LCSW. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and in our Facebook group, Creating Community and Smashing Parental Stigma embracing mindful motherhood and positive parenting. Thanks so much and see you next time.